From San Diego, California, this is the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about how your personality impacts perception when it comes to the high desire spouse and low desire spouse. And as we start today's show, I want you to think about this quote from Paul Harris, who is the founder of Rotary International. And he says this about personality. Personality has power to uplift, power to depress, power to curse, and power to bless. And as you listen to today's show, I think you're going to hear how personality does impact you, especially your perception of your sexual intimacy in all of those different ways. And I want to start with this week's hug. This actually came from a message that we received on Facebook. And guys, you can chime in on Facebook. You can go to iTunes, leave a five-star review. Uh, give us your thoughts. Let us know how one extraordinary marriage has impacted you. If you listen on Stitcher, put your comments on Stitcher or even just call in at that number, 858-876-5663. So here's what this couple had to say uh, as they shared their thoughts with us. And they say, I heard some of the young couples talking about the seven day challenge. My husband is 66 and I am 63. We waited until our wedding night for anything other than kissing. We were married on May 31st. I am happy to give you the 60-day challenge. (laughs) Wow! Congratulations. That is a big we did it. Heck yeah. We are older and have decided that intimacy is important. I stopped counting since we were enjoying each other two or three times a day for a while. Holy mackerel. (laughs) So awesome. We are now at it about two times a day, but I can tell you we are blessed to have each other. 60 days today. Feel free to share our story, but please not our name so that we aren't embarrassed. Congratulations on your new marriage. Congratulations on completing the 60 days of sex challenge. Congratulations on two times a day. Yeah. Uh, Way to go, you guys. And thank you for pointing out once again that age is just a number that you don't have to let, you know, whatever those numbers are, in your case, 66 and 63, dictate whether or not you can have a vibrant, engaged sex life. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's really what I took away from that hug is just, you know what? Age is just a number, just a number. And, you know, I love that she mentions um, the seven day challenge. And that is, you know, guys, we wrote a book to make it easy for you to kind of get the nuts and bolts of how to do that and just the motivation to go on. And that's seven days of sex challenge. And you know, it's an easy read. You can pick it up. You can plan out your week. You can pick the week that works for you and then just roll with it. And you can find that book at seven days of sex challenge. Nope. Seven days of sex. Seven days of sex. I talk about the challenge all the time. So seven days of sex.com. Don't throw in the extra words. You don't need it. Um, But as we start today and we were talking about personality and you heard that opening quote from the founder of Rotary International. I want to share with you this email that we had received last week after we did the show on stress and libido. Mm -hmm. 
And this listener writes in, I started listening to your podcast a year ago. My husband and I have an amazing relationship of 19 years and we have two sets of twins, both in their uh, mid-teen years. And we've had great marriage except with our sexual intimacy. I'm the low interest partner and he's the high. It's the only thing we fight about and it's driving me crazy. In your show about Elisa's low libido and stress, I became so frustrated with you, Tony. You came across like you were sacrificing so much by accepting only a quickie. Wouldn't a true sacrifice on your part have been you saying something like, I know you're really stressed tonight. I know you aren't really in the mood. So why don't we just cuddle? Sometimes in y'all's message about the intimacy lifestyle, it seems to be all about the high desire spouse and to heck with the low desire spouse. The low desire spouse, in this case, the writer of this message says, shouldn't we have some rights to claim our feelings of, I'm just not feeling it tonight. And yet that is never addressed. Shouldn't the high desire spouse be expected to bridle their passions every once in a while? Now I ask all this and say all this only with the greatest love because I have gained great insight from listening to your podcast. It has opened my eyes to how my husband and I look at sex differently, but this one aspect I don't quite understand. Thanks for your insights. And most importantly, thank you for sharing. You know, that is what the one extraordinary marriage show is about. Mm -hmm. And what you bring up is something vital. It, it, it really does impact many of us, almost all of us who are married. And here's one thing that I want to say. This show, it bucks all the other shows that talk about marriage. And the reason why is because we go deep and we talk about these issues. And more importantly, when we talk about these issues, you guys get to hear it from a husband and wife who's willing to take off these masks and share them. If we were to talk about finance, it's pretty cut and dry. This is it. Hey, you want to get out of debt? This is how you're going to do it. You want to make more money investing? Here are my tricks, my, my plans. Go do it. If we are talking about politics. We could sit on the right or we could sit on the left and we could just hammer our points and you'd be with us or against us. When we talk about marriage though, there's a lot of gray. There's a lot of feelings. There's a lot of pain. There's a lot of joy. And so each show, we try to bring that here and we try to open it up to help you guys think. And sometimes it helps us think as a couple and grow as a couple. So what you're bringing up, I think is just awesome. And you can feel like, man, Tony, why aren't you just, you know, allowing this to go? Why aren't you allowing this to just be, hey, you know, let's cuddle tonight instead of, you know, doing anything more. So here's the thing though. And we want, we've been studying for the last few months yeah, three, yeah, four, like three months. five months that we really realize that in marriage, you have two people. Okay. That part we haven't been studying that, that we've known for a long time. Yeah. That part we know have known for a long time, but each of us are unique. And so 
I don't expect, and Elisa doesn't expect that each of you completely go along with what we say. Like you aren't completely jiving with me and my personality or Lisa and her personality. What we want you to get though is that overlying concept that we're bringing up. Mm -hmm. In this case, the intimacy lifestyle. And one of the things that came up, because this wasn't the only email we received last week about low desire, high desire, and the other ones happened to come from wives who were low desire and similar similar feeling um, senses to both of to the other emails that we received. And what it first made us realize is that we haven't probably in the four and a half years that we've been doing One Extraordinary Marriage, we haven't really shared with you guys the underlying agreements that are part of our intimacy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You know, so often we talk about the fact that here are Tony's days, here are my days, here's the bonus day or the off day. And, you know, we have sex twice a week. I mean, that's kind of what we've shared with you, but we haven't talked about what we agreed to when we agreed to the intimacy lifestyle. And so before we get into this personality work, I just felt it was important to talk about this, especially coming from the point of how this benefits the low desire spouse. So the first thing that I want to address, and this specifically came um, as a result of that email that I originally read, was that Tony and I have a very high amount of physical intimacy. And by that, I mean caresses, hugs, kisses, cuddling, playing footsie in bed. We touch each other a lot. And so when we talk specifically about the intimacy lifestyle, in our marriage, that is defined as our sexual intimacy. Now, for that listener that wrote in, they may decide to incorporate all of those other touches as part of their intimacy lifestyle. That is not the agreement that Tony and I operate under. The second thing is that Tony and I agreed to have sex twice a week. Like we sat down and said, how many days? And how does this work? And, you know, give and take on both sides. What does this look like for us? Now, I will tell you, that, you know, as she mentioned about, you know, this particular um, commenter mentioned about bridling Tony's passions. I will tell you that Tony would like to have sex more than twice a week. Maybe not every week, but there are definitely times when his sex drive is running a lot higher than our twice, twice a week agreed upon number. So he does sacrifice quite a bit for me on a regular basis. However, I agreed to that twice a week. That was a choice that I made. That was a number that I was comfortable with. That was a number that would not overwhelm me. That's where the two of you having a conversation about this, you don't just arbitrarily pick a number out of the air. And, and you know, maybe you do. Maybe that's where you start, but you've got to revisit it with other conversations to see how that's working for the two of you. The other thing that I want to say is that because we chose the intimacy lifestyle as a means to incorporate and build the sexual intimacy in our marriage. We also chose through that to take rejection out of our bedroom. So I know when Tony initiates, I'm not saying no, because he's going to be in tune to my moods, to my, you know, what do I have on the schedule? What's going on with the kids? What's going on with all of our other obligations and vice versa? I know when he's had a really hectic day at work, that's probably not the time that I'm going to initiate. Or if I know he's getting up super early to go for a bike ride, 
Well, guys, I can tell you, I'm not getting up even earlier than that to initiate sex with Tony. It's not going to be good for either one of us. But that's something that has happened, you know, and has evolved over time. And the last point I want to make until we get, before we get into this personality stuff is I want to share how the intimacy lifestyle benefits the low desire spouse. Because I do hear from so many, and we both do, that it seems like it's very much geared towards the high desire spouse. You know, like they're getting their sex and they're doing all this kind of stuff. I will tell you that as a low desire spouse, knowing exactly what the sexual expectations are in my marriage, that's something I can wrap my head around. Like I know that the expectation is that we have sex twice a week. I know that. I know that on my three days, I am in complete control to initiate however I want to do so. Does that mean I'm like, you know, ripping off my clothes when Tony walks in the house and, you know, rose petals all over the place? Yes. That's Tony's fantasy that (laughs) we have two children living at home with us. That really doesn't happen very often. I don't think it, they're ripping the clothes off. Yes. The rose petals. The rose petals. I mean, we've done fake rose petals once or twice, Uh, but what, what I'm saying with that is that as the low desire spouse, when you know what days are your days to initiate, you get to decide how you're going to initiate. Maybe that's just a text message. Maybe that's the full on bubble bath candles. The last thing is that by doing this, we have, oh, I just lost it here. We spend a lot more time talking about our sexual intimacy. And as a low desire spouse, by being able to talk through the challenges, by being able to talk through when I'm just like, wow, I'm not, you know, 100% feeling it. But I know I've made this commitment. This is just like making your vows, guys. When, when you commit to something with your spouse, it's a vow. And I don't care if you're the low desire spouse or the high desire spouse. Your word is important in your marriage. Period. End of sentence. So if you decide to embark on the intimacy lifestyle, the two of you need to get very specific on what that means and what is defined in that agreement and what your extending agreements are. Don't just say we're doing the intimacy lifestyle. We have no idea what we're doing. You know, we just, we heard this thing on you want extraordinary marriage, get specific, define it for your marriage. Yeah. And if you want to go back and learn everything about the intimacy lifestyle, go to, um, com slash scheduling sex. And that will take you to that show. But here's the thing we wanted to bring up today. It's all about personality. The way the listener reacted to that show on stress and your libido, the way that listener reacted is more of a personality deal. Her personality is much different than Elisa's because when Elisa read this, this email, I mean, I read and I brought it up to her and I said, I missed this. And did I miss anything? And she was like, no, I exactly what she just talked about. Why it's important for the low desire spouse and how it benefits the low desire spouse. So what we've been reading up on here over the last three, four months is all about personality. And what we found is it's called the Enneagram E N N E G R A M. And we're going to just do a really like 30,000 foot overview today 
because it's really deep. There are many different personality deals out there. Mm -hmm. Many of you probably have taken some of them. I know what they are. Elisa and I have taken many of them. The problem is for me and for Elisa, they don't really dive into your relationships. They're, they're more work style personality and that's cool and it allows you to understand who you are. But when it comes to your marriage and your relationship to your spouse, we kept searching for something that was deeper and the Enneagram does this. If you're going, whoa, what is this? And you want to learn more. I would suggest picking up like the textbook of Enneagram. It's called the wisdom of the Enneagram. And if you can go to one slash Amazon, type in the wisdom of the Enneagram, you'll grab it. We get a little affiliate commission for that as well. I'll also have that link in the show notes for you. But the Enneagram has nine different personalities. Nine. And it's amazing. I'm going to read just one of them to you. The really cool thing is too with the Enneagram, they call each personality a type. So it's a type one through nine. Now they do add some names to them for better understanding. What I do like though, is that a lot of them just go, Hey, what is your type? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. So you're not putting a label on yourself or myself, or Elisa's not putting a label on herself. But think about that nine different personalities that we have. And then that we could have one of those. Then our spouse has one of those nine. And then it goes on from there. But here's one of them. Type one, the principled, idealist type. Ones are ethical in consciousness with a strong sense of right and wrong. They're teachers and crusaders, always striving to improve things, but afraid of making a mistake. Well-organized, orderly, and fastidious. They try to maintain high standards, but can slip into bringing critical and perfectionistic. Gosh, my goodness, these words are bigger than I can handle tonight. <laughs> they typically have problems with repressed anger and impatience. At their best, healthy ones are wise, discerning, realistic, and noble, as well as morally heroic. See, they said at their best, because here's a really cool thing about the Enneagram. Not only is it vertical, not only do you have a type that you mainly are, they also go vertical. So, so horizontal and vertical. Horizontal. Horizontal is your type one through nine. Vertical is from a healthy one to an unhealthy one. And there's nine different levels of that. So one, two, three, healthy, four, five, six, average, seven, eight, nine, unhealthy. And when you're unhealthy, you take on other personality types. And so it really dives in deep. Um, I've been reading a ton on this. Elisa has been reading some as well. Another book I would say, for those of you who are just going, wow, first and foremost, The Wisdom of the Enneagram, if you really want to dive in, textbook style. The other one that I would suggest checking out is Understand Yourself, Understand Your Partner, The Essential Enneagram Guide to a Better Relationship. This book now talks about each, each type within the Enneagram and then how those types relate to each other. See, when that listener wrote in, 
her reaction was because her personality is different than Elisa's. It impacted her differently. Where Elisa and I, I know who she is. We've been, we've been at this for 17 years, this marriage of ours, and, and the intimacy lifestyle for four plus years now. So it doesn't bother her. But for you, you may go, that's just not me. And that's totally understandable because we are all uniquely made. And again, like I said at the top of the show, when we're talking about marriage, there's a lot of gray matter. But when we start learning about our personality and our spouse's personalities, we can really start to understand how that intimacy lifestyle can work for us by understanding our spouse. And better understanding ourselves. You know, very much like, you know, when I suggested to that couple, perhaps when they build their intimacy lifestyle, that they include more of the physical intimacy. You know, perhaps in their case, they're going to say, you know what, on nights when the low desire spouse may not be up for sex, they're going to substitute another physical behavior. But you have to know how you respond. You have to know what sets you off. I mean, we've had many, many emails over the last 232 episodes where people have reacted strongly to something that Tony or I have said. I mean, for those of you that have listened from the beginning or have gone back and listened, you know that there was a period of time in the early 80s of our episodes where we almost pulled the plug on the show. And I can look back now and say that a lot of that was due to the fact that people were responding with their own filters, their own personalities to how Tony and I were relating to one another when it wasn't even an issue between the two of us. Right. You know, that was, you know, 140 episodes ago. And, you know, part of it too is looking at your personality and saying, okay, there are some things that just bug me. I mean, we have that in our own dynamic. But as we learn more about each other, as we invest the time in this thing called marriage to not just learn about each other, but learn about relationships. You know, I, I was coaching a couple earlier today and I have to share just this insight that the husband had. He said, you know, so often we've heard, the, you know, the, this phrase marriage is, you know, marriage is hard work. It takes, you know, it takes hard work to make a good marriage. He said, but until you actually start to do the action, it's all talk. Yeah. Hello. I mean, that was, that was, you know, one of the, I told him, I said, I'm going to use that because that is such an incredible insight. And the reality is, is that until you start to dig into your marriage, until you start to dig into how your personality works with the intimacy lifestyle, what it means to you, what, what no rejection means in the bedroom, how you're going to bring these days together, what high desire and low desire and, you know, all of these different factors. I'm telling you guys, the only way that's going to happen is if the two of you start learning more about yourselves and start learning more about your marriage. Mm -hmm. You can't just, you know, slap the intimacy lifestyle label onto your sex life, you know, sprinkle a little fairy dust on top of that and call it good because you're going to have hiccups and you're going to have miscommunications and missed meetings, you know, where somebody thinks they're making a move. And, and we've shared this with you. This is real life. This has happened to us. Even with the understanding that we have on our marriage and of our personalities, we still have hiccups. 
the difference is in how you handle those challenges. Yeah. And so one of the big things that we we're going to be implementing and trying to sprinkle in more are the personality types because we find it so fascinating. And especially when it comes to marriage, because this makes a difference. And we've waited a while to bring this up because we really wanted to be sure that what we are reading and what we are learning really could impact you guys. It's impacting us. We're learning and it's taken us some time to understand and grasp but it makes a difference and this isn't about you know your 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 business personality and and how you are at work but this is how you are in your relationships and specifically we want to build this out and learn and help you guys understand more of your personalities so that you can have the marriage that you desire, so that when you do implement the intimacy lifestyle, or if you have implemented the intimacy lifestyle and are having more and more hiccups and not really connecting, you can start putting some of these dots together and going, yeah, you know what? I'm a type one. I am that person who is, you know, idealistic, Um, you know, you're discerning, you're realistic, or maybe you're a type three, you're adaptable, you know, you're a success oriented type, you know, maybe you're a different one, but you start to come together and you start to see that, wow, the way that these types are working and how they work for me and how I can relate to my spouse and who they are, that allows us to put this intimacy lifestyle into play into motion. Our whole marriage, everything we do, we start to see this. I'd be curious for those of you who do listen, who have studied the Enneagram, for those of you out there who have learned a lot about it, who have used it, please come back over to the show notes, comment on this show. Let us hear how it has impacted your life. You can also call in 858-876-5663. We would love to hear about that. Well, and I just want to say something real quick because you brought up two personality types and I just want to tie it Mm -hmm. into the intimacy lifestyle. So the type ones who, you know, for them, it's the world. The world is very black and white, Mm -hmm. you know, much more so. And the type threes are the achievers. They're very success driven. So you could have these, just in case in point, this couple, you've got the type one who's like, we agreed to two days, you know, we either do or we don't. That's that's what we've agreed to. You know, it's very black and white. And you've got the type three who's like, success is all about reaching our two days. And so the ultimate goal is the same, but how they're looking at accomplishing that is very different. It's very different. And so it's so, so critical that, you know, you take the time to invest in this and dig into it. And one of the ways that you can do that as a couple, if you're stuck, is to look into coaching. You know, I work with couples all over the world. And, you know, part of what happens is having that third party, that facilitator to look over your marriage and say, okay, what are the different moving parts here? And how does this play out with personality? And how does this play out with communication style? And how do we impact this with you know, all of the different intimacies. And sometimes, guys, sometimes I know you get stuck trying to figure it out yourselves. 
And it's okay to say, we need help. That's okay. In fact, it's actually a sign of strength. When you say, we just need some tweaking in our marriage. We need a little bit more. So if you're interested in finding out about coaching with me through One Extraordinary Marriage, just go to oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash 30 minutes. You'll get a complimentary consultation and we'll talk about your marriage and about ways that coaching can impact you for the better. Yeah. So look at this. We're trying to open up your guys' minds and look at your marriage so different than everybody else out there is sharing. This isn't, hey, this isn't surface level stuff we're talking about here. This isn't, you know, marriage 101. I mean, this is like marriage like 400 level we're going right now on you. And the reason is, is because when we get to 400 level, that's when we're digging deep together. That's when you and your spouse are going after it and you're checking out and learning new things that are going to push you guys outside of your comfort zones. Mm Mm-hmm. It really is. And it's going to impact you because you're going to learn. You're going to achieve. You're going to grow. You're going to learn how to better understand your own self, your own personality, and that of your spouses and how together you're going to make that intimacy lifestyle work and what it all entails. But that's what it's about. So here at the One Extraordinary Marriage Show, we do go deep. We go we go all open. We get transparent. We get real because This is marriage. And that's why we share what we do each and every week. And most of all, the reason we share what we do and we love it when our listeners like you guys email us and and confront us is because we love you guys. We love you guys. End of all story. At the end of the day, you can send me the worst email. At the end of it, I'm going to go, you know what? I love you. Because that means when you go to that point, you're searching yourself. And when you're searching yourself, you're growing and you're learning something new and you're going to make an impact on yourself and in your marriage for the long haul. And that's what we're here for. We love you guys. Have yourself a fantastic week. Email us, hit us up, Facebook message, call it in, whatever you want. Do it. Let us know how we're impacting you and how you have impacted your own marriage. Love you.